Welcome to Ladies Who Finance Podcast. My name is Debbie, and I'm a money coach. And my name is Sonia, and I'm a first-gen Latinx tax pro. Together, we're Ladies Who Finance. This podcast is about empowering women and discuss hard topics like finance, debt, and taxes. I'm so excited. This is episode one of Ladies Who Finance Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. This is oh, great. Oh my yeah. goodness. Hopefully everyone's having a lovely, lovely day. I know I am and I know Debbie is too. <laughs> <laughs> we were just laughing like three minutes before we hit record. We're like so excited to get this project started. It's something we've been talking about and we're so passionate about it. So here we are, episode one. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited to just, <laughs> you know, talk about finance and obviously share our story and hopefully we get to inspire some of our lovely ladies folks out there to just Mm -hmm. start thinking about their finance and is taking back their control and hopefully take that leap of faith of starting something new right Debbie yes absolutely absolutely it's one of the things I love about being a money coach is seeing my clients go from a place of like there's it's it takes courage to say like I'm starting something new like I'm, I want to start taking control of my finances but there's no one better that I want to talk about money with than you so when we, so when we're like let's do this I'm like we need to just empower more women to just step into like the the great financial future that they have when they're educated and they know exactly how to get started and no one knows taxes like you, like you're, you're, you're my tax girl. So I'm just like, this is just amazing. I'm so excited. Yes. I, I love taxes. I'm a geek when it comes to numbers, me coming from you know uh, a background data analytics and able to transition off that skill to become like a tax professional and to educate people about taxes is very thrilling. It is it's scary at the same time when I am relating information because not everyone's tax situations is the same. So I have to be like very careful that I am catering to their needs and also trying to let them know like, hey, you know, there are certain things that they may, may not qualify for, but to, to never never compare themselves to other because, you know, your personal income tax is personal. As we already know, especially in personal finance world, like mm-hmm. finance is, is personal as well. So, uh, and I mean, <laughs> me and you, we have come a long way too when it comes to like our financial journey. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. I mean, holy crap. I, story I mean the story that I heard from you Debbie was very very I mean you have come a long way I am so so thankful that we have met each other um if you guys haven't known this Debbie I actually connected early this um early in 2022 um, through IG and literally it's but we about to hit a year soon. <laughs> I know, I know. And it feels like I've known you forever. That, and that's the thing. It's like when we talk about like how much we're passionate about our businesses and helping women and I can talk to you for hours and it has been hours and I can't believe it hasn't even been a year. Next month will be a year since we've met. Yeah, yes, so it, yes. it was amazing. I was doing an IG live on credit cards and you and you made the best comment and you asked a great question and that, that was it. That was the beginning of our friendship. It's amazing. Yes. So I was actually just scrolling on IG and I was happened to just follow Debbie and then she just jumped on live. And obviously with IG, you get a notification with one, one of your content creators jumping on live. So I was just like, oh, she's talking about credit card because obviously that was the title of the IG live. 
So I was like, let me just tune in because, you know, I'm still here trying to pay off my damn credit card bill that I racked <laughs> up because me being a stupid person back in the day. No, live it you're up not there. stupid. You're very smart. <laughs> I was trying to figure out, like, well, is there anything that I need to know about my credit card balance or is there any way I can tackle it down? And she talking about negotiating your interest rate with the credit card company. And I didn't even know that was a thing. I was just mm-hmm. like, what? I'm over here paying, mind you, like at that time it was like, I think it was a little over 18, 19%. Now it went Mm -hmm. up. Yeah. Thanks to that out Mm -hmm. Um, to the inflation, your interest rate did increase. And so I did look back and I was just like, what? But anyway, so I had no idea that I can do that. And I was just like, Debbie, where were you? (laughs) 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 I'm here trying to like keep up with these massive balances. (laughs) Like, I mean, I'm knock it down but I had no idea mm-hmm. that that was even an option so I was mm-hmm. very thankful to have learned about that and I even personally deemed her, DM'd her right after that letting her know mm-hmm. like thank you so much for you know notifying your audience about this because I'm here trying to be on, you know my you know, I'm trying to be on a debt-free journey and trying to get rid of this credit card <laughs> balance mm-hmm. that I have and so to be able to just know that I have that option just to do that, it's just like, oh, my God, there's now I can try to negotiate, try to pay the balance at a lower interest rate. Faster. And use the difference towards, you know, it, at that case, it, you know, my business because I was, you know, racking up expenses. So mm-hmm. but I was also trying to not overspend because I was, you know, keeping a track of my budget. And so to just see that was just like, oh, this is another avenue for me to like save. So again, mm-hmm. Debbie, I do appreciate you. Oh, no, are you kidding? How many times have I reached out to you for tax questions? I, I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know. And how many of my clients have, have asked me a tax question? And I was like, I don't even try. I was, I'm like, I was like, if you want a tax person, I have the perfect person for you. And what I love about you the, as the tax pro is the fact that you don't just help people with their taxes, but you educate. And you taught me a thing or two because this is my only my second year of being an entrepreneur. So you're like, oh, Debbie, this is a tax deduction. This is a tax deduction. You have that sheet, that checklist, which I still have, and I, and I and I it's highlighted and checked off like you wouldn't imagine. I have to print off another one. But but you're I love the fact that you are so passionate about educating people about taxes because it's something that people don't know about. Some people can't grasp it. And you make it so simple and your content on Instagram is so much fun. I, I find it addicting. Like, I feel like every time I scroll, the first person I click on is you. Like, what's she saying? What's she saying? What's she doing? <laughs> like, you're so kind, Debbie. It's yes. True. I mean, obviously we know, like, when you, when people hear about taxes, especially here in the States, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. they don't even want to talk about it. And let alone when someone is literally speaking about taxes it's just mm-hmm. that jargon it's just a huge turnoff and i know yeah. I, it was a huge turnoff when i was in tax school i was it's looking at the professor like what the f are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like i'm like you sound just like the damn textbook i'm like mm-hmm. can you just try to like say it in a yeah. different way please dumb mm-hmm. it down like i'm five because i'm sorry my attention span <laughs> is very small <laughs> and, and I'm trying to get licensed, but also I'm trying to understand this as mm-hmm. well. I just don't want to pass just because I really want to yeah. learn. But mm-hmm. I, you know, obviously everyone has different teaching style. And I was just very fortunate that I had at that time when I signed up, I had mentors who were actually guiding me um, throughout this whole process when I was being licensed. And I mean, without them, I wouldn't be here where I am today, able to 
give back to my community, educating them about taxes in a simplified method because I don't know about you, but when I did my taxes through TurboTax, I was just plugging in numbers. I wasn't really, I was, I don't even know what I was really plugging in. I was just following the step by step, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't sure why. And at that time, you know, I don't have any dependents. I Mm -hmm. barely qualify for credits. I was always owing and I was just like wondering why, but like TurboTax didn't tell me, they just told me this is what your bill is. You got to pay by the 15th of April. And I was like, um. Okay, but why do I why do I owe? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I come to find out it was because I underpaid, but I wish someone had told me that and mm-hmm. like and pointing it out because I need a visual look. Um, so this is where during my first year I realized when I was and I'm talking to clients trying to get them um, prepped up for the tax um, season, you know, prepping for their tax returns. I realized a lot of people didn't know what was on their return, and their number one question from these clients that I got was like, why is it that I owe so much? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just like, oh, it was just because you underpaid um, based on your taxable income. You know, you didn't qualify for these types of deductions or credits. This is what you're getting. But moving forward, what I would highly suggest is either update, you know, in this case for W-2 job holders, just to update their W-4 withholdings if they're self-employed, just to get themselves in the habit of paying quarterly estimated payments which is like every three months. So, and that was a way to help reduce their tax liability. And they were like, oh, really? Like, yeah. And then, you know, as I continued to um, work with clients, I realized there was a gap between taxpayer and tax professional because the tax professionals they they had worked with previously just kind of plugged in numbers and told them to sign it off after it was complete. Mm -hmm. And that was it. And obviously people are like, don't don't know what's really on their return but they're just you know thinking like okay well she's a pro he 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 or she knows what she's doing Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna sign this off and then later on they get a letter saying that you know the IRS or even the state revenue service uh, found something that was inconsistent or incorrect on their tax return so they made some adjustments and obviously you see those notices they're full of jargon so they make excuse my language but they're full of shit and so obviously <laughs> they're like what are, what are they talking about i mm-hmm. no idea what they're saying and obviously professionals out there they're like oh don't worry about it but me i'm like no i want you to understand what's going on so that mm-hmm. now you know moving forward to correct your mistake when you file your return the following year yeah. so i've been doing that that's been kind of my thing now for three years now amazing um, it's been in a journey and i am not stopping I mm-hmm. am going to continue to educate my community so that they are making the right decisions when it comes to their tax returns and making sure they're implementing strategies so that they can avoid another tax bill when they file the following year. So mm-hmm. that is my spiel. <laughs> and, you know, on my content, too, it's not just about taxes. I also talk about finance. You do. Here about mm-hmm. my finance journey that I have been going through and just to give you guys of what had led me to where I am I was about um, to I was to say yes yeah, like like say it I yeah. love your story I love your oh story my goodness so as I mentioned before I have racked up on massive credit cards because I was here trying to live a lifestyle that I knew I knew that I could not afford but I wanted to live it anyways and that was mm-hmm. to 
live lavishly by buying the latest fashion clothes, going and out and partying with my friends, bar hopping, and even traveling. Knowing that I had, I did not have that income to support mm-hmm. that lifestyle. And mm-hmm. mind you, I was. This was around the time when I moved out of my parents' home because I decided that I wanted to become fully independent. I came, you know, come from a very strict Hispanic household family and so it was really hard to like do things my way because I was still under the control of my family which Mm -hmm. mind you like I love my parents they're you know they've been really great and amazing with me but and that was enough I was getting old I'm like I'm not 15 years old (laughs) at that time when I moved back from you know back to their house after college I was like I'm 21 like I don't Mm -hmm. know <laughs> I have yeah. a job now, and that's you know me being in corporate. I was just like, I'm ready to move on. I want to live my own, on my own. So I went ahead, you know, got myself an apartment, and obviously it wasn't being mindful of my my budget. I was just kind of spending, not even really caring because I was just like, I, I was living life. And then eventually, uh, it got you know it got really bad uh, when I was having a hard time keeping up paying credit card um mm-hmm. my credit card bill and it got to a point where i had to ask my sister literally and i'm the oldest in my family mind you mm-hmm. i had to ask my little sister for money like oh, that, that, that must have that must have been like a dagger it must have been like a dagger in your heart and you're like you're like something's got to change now yes oh my god mm-hmm. yeah it was bad i was like i mean i had to set aside my pride Mm-hmm. to ask her for some money because it was yeah. so bad um yeah. and then she was telling me like something like you really need to like get it on a budget or something because <laughs> you can't be doing this i'm like i know i know um so that was kind of like a reality check like okay mm-hmm. i like that getting my shit together so those who are tuning in you know i started to go on youtube and started looking up finance creators learning how to budget and you know eventually it went from YouTube to IG. I started following some of the finance creators. And eventually, I came across an opportunity to become a tax professional. And obviously, heard what I had said in the very beginning of this episode, how, you know, how tax school was, was able to be guided very um, successfully by my mentors. And now, three years later, kind of doing my thing and <laughs> trying to pass on that knowledge and obviously the tips and tricks to people who are looking to make a change now and take yeah. back control of their finances. So mm-hmm. this is kind of what's been going on with me. But Debbie, you got to definitely share your story. <laughs> yeah, You made yeah. me cry several oh, times. You're so sweet. <laughs> well, you're so sweet. Whenever you talk about it, because it's like, holy shit. I'm telling you guys, what she went through, it's incredible. She has come a long way. And I mean... I, Take it away, Debbie. I won't. Yeah. Well, you, you summed it up at the end when you said, like, you know, and this is why you do what you do, like, because because you didn't know and because you were passionate about helping others and you started your your business and how you were trying to find different ways of doing it. And it just that all that resonates with me like a million percent. So I was all I'm also Hispanic and I, my parents, you know, my mother, since I was little, she said, you know, you never talk about religion, politics or money. And so I knew that we had nothing when I was growing up, but I didn't, but like no one had to tell me like, Debbie, you know, we don't have anything. Like it it was just in the air, you know? So there was no financial education at all, which I think is such a failure 
in our education system, the fact that even to this day, they're still not educating people properly when it comes to money. But anyway, that's another topic. <laughs> and my and my father was the controlling, you know, Hispanic man where like, you know, the like all the money goes to him and he supposedly, you know, manages the money. So that's a dynamic I grew up with, you know, and he didn't know anything about managing money. Like everything, if, if you're supposed to do go left, he goes right, like every time. Like he was, he was the opposite of money management in every single which way. So we ended up with less than we were supposed to have because he didn't know what he was doing. So that's a dynamic I grew up with. So I ended up in a marriage with, with my first husband. And it, since that's what I grew up with and I still wasn't educated at all about money, it's like you fall into the same pitfalls that you saw when you were little. So my my then husband was the same way. He was controlling and, you know, uh, everything had to be his way. So my paycheck would go into our checking account and he would take care of everything. And I thought everything was fine. And finally, one day things became abusive. And I, by then my little kids were, I had two kids, a daughter and a son, and they were four and five. And um, I remember everything fell apart right around the time that she was registering for kindergarten. And I realized I was like, I need to do something better because I can't live in a situation that's abusive and controlling and have my kids see that, think that that's their norm. Like I grew up with someone that was controlling also, you know, so I thought to myself, like, if I'm not going to do it for me, I'm going to do it for them. So that's what that's what empowered me to finally get out of that situation but when you go to try to divorce a narcissist controlling person unfortunately it's not an easy road it led to a whole year of legal battles my legal fees and just to pay the because he wasn't going to contribute anything he wanted to make everything as horrible as he possibly could not caring about his two little kids it was about revenge on me so oh, it yeah. ended up it, it was definitely it's, about it, male dominance and absolutely Especially within the Hispanic um, culture, like, yes. I mean, I saw it within mm -hmm. my own family. My dad mm -hmm. was control freak and mm -hmm. it, you know, obviously, you know, my grandfather <laughs> was a control freak mm -hmm. and it's just, it's a pattern, it's a domino it effect. Yeah. And so, you know, now that with this generation, especially with women now finally taking back control, like as you did that be like, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously that comes with obstacles. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you know, the men will not back down. <laughs> no, no, they will not back down. And when you, and when you throw in abusive in, in that situation as well, it was, it was, he was financially abusive when he got physically abusive. That, that, that was my, that was my, I cannot take this anymore. Like I'm out, but he was emotionally abusive for years. He was financially abusive for years and years and years. And I stayed, you know, like I, I just, it was what I grew up with. I didn't think anything of it. And I didn't think much of myself as well in that situation, but as a mom, when you have kids, it's like every, your world is that, is them, you know? So when I, when I realized what I got myself into, cause I, I take full responsibility, like no one made me marry him. When I realized by the time, like the fog cleared from my brain and I realized like what situation I'm in and, and he crossed that line, I was like, I'm out, like I have to do something. So it was a whole year legal battle. <laughs> I ended up losing my home. Um, I ended up having a car repossessed that I had signed for that he wanted. Yeah, because oh, I because I was the one that had the good credit, right? So of course, mm. it's so always good women with the good credit. I'm right? telling you, I'm telling you. So so I lost my home, I lost the car, I had a repossession on my record. Like I was like everything and anything you can imagine in order to survive for all that time and the three years after, everything went on credit cards, and so. 
at the end of everything, like now, now I'm, I'm, I'm divorced for years and I, and I meet my, 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 my wonderful husband now, who's the complete opposite of any man I've ever known in my whole life. He's just, he's magnificent. So when we were married and he said to me, like, you know, like he, of course I didn't know what to do with the bills. So he took over the finances in the beginning and he was, and, and he was like, Debbie, like you really need to look at the debt, you know, cause of course he had great credit. I had, my credit was horrible at that, at this point. And so I was, I was devastated. Like I was, I was embarrassed and I was ashamed of what I brought on to such a great person who took me on my kids, on my, my mother who was falling ill. Like he just, you know, like if he should have sprouted wings and a halo, like he was just, he's amazing. So when I, I thought to myself, like, I can't continue living life where my head is in the sand, you know, like, like an ostrich, like I, like, I felt like an ostrich hiding. Like I, I say it on my YouTube channel all the time like my head was in the sand and my rear end is sticking up. Like I can't hide from it. You know, I can't hide from it. And so finally when we sat down, like I, I felt like I didn't breathe for like two minutes. It was just like the air got knocked out of me because I looked down and I realized like I accumulated in all those years, $48,000 of credit card debt. And, and that was, and I, and I had paid off the balance of that car that was repossessed. Even then, like the little bit that I had, I gave to a car that was going to be repossessed anyway. Like talk about like not knowing anything about how to survive financially. So I, I said to my husband, I was like, I was looking at the numbers and he had everything broken down in, in this Excel spreadsheet that to me was, might as well be another language. Like I still don't like Excel to this day. I don't use it in my business. Because if it, if it felt foreign to me, I imagine it feels foreign to my clients who ne have never managed their money before. So I don't use it. Even though I know now how to use it, I don't use it. <laughs> like I still, there's a part of my head that's like, real rebelling. I'm, I'm rebelling. But, but, but when that I trash in Excel. I don't, no, no trash in Excel. No, no trash in Excel. But it's, not, it's not for everybody. Well, believe me, no. I know. Especially now because you've never, when you've never even looked at your debt and he, he has this magnificent spreadsheet. I was like, this makes no sense to me. It's just numbers in these columns. I was like, what does it mean? And then he was like, $48,000. So after I finished crying and I finally caught off my breath, like I, I he, he left, you know, he, he, he left the room and I kept staring at this piece of paper. And I thought to myself, like, I can't live life, life like this anymore. Like, I felt like I did this. I need to get out of it. And so I said to him, it's kind of like, put me in coach. Like, let me try. And he was like, you know, he's like, you want to take over the finances. I trust you. And he's like, if you want to take over the finances, go ahead. But I didn't know what I was doing. So I went to the library and I rent and I, I rented books like you wouldn't believe. I came home. I started reading. I was on YouTube. I, I started I, I, I was reading blogs. I felt like a sponge, like I couldn't stop absorbing, you know what I mean? It was like, the more I learned, the more I wanted to learn. And I read all these things that didn't make sense to me and, and, and the way that people word things. And there's a lot of negative connotation when it comes to finances out there. Like it's very derogatory. It's very demeaning, like the way things are written. And I, I was learning so much and I thought to myself, like, I can do this. So I started being as resourceful as I could possibly be. And I started seeing momentum. And the next thing you know, I went downstairs, like the first month that I started managing the money, I went downstairs and I was like, I just saved us a thousand dollars. And he was like, what? And, he, and so I showed him what I did and he was like, oh my gosh. So 1000 turned to 2000 and everything was being thrown at the debt. And within two years, uh, December 31st, 2018, I, I, I called him into the kitchen and it was right, we were having a little new year's party at our house and I called him into the kitchen. I said, look, and he was like, are you kidding me? And I went, let ready, let's do it. And we hit send, and we hit send payment on the thing. And we were crying, we were hugging. 
it, it literally felt like a new beginning for us. And so, so like, it was like literally like, like two days later, I, this, this idea popped in my head and I'm like, if I didn't know, there's gotta be more people out there that don't know. Like, I can't be the only person in the world that, that, that has massive debt and doesn't know how to get out of it. Like, doesn't know what to do. And so I thought like, I want to help people, but how? So I thought, okay, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. So three weeks later on, on January 25th, I started my YouTube channel and it kept growing and growing. And then people, people kept reaching out to me, like, cause I left my email address there. And then I started my Instagram and people DM me and they emailed me and they were like, can you help me? Can you help me? So I started helping people for free for two years. And then finally I was listening to a podcast and, and the podcast person was talking about money coaching. And I was like, money coaching. I was like, what? And, and they're talking about like, yeah, I'm a, I have my own business. I help people with their finances. And I was like, well, I've been doing that for the past two years. <laughs> Like, what am I doing? Oh, like, what am I doing? Yeah. And my clients were like getting, you know, they were seeing such success and they were getting so empowered. And I loved it. But to me, it was like a hobby. You know, it's kind of like sewing or knitting, you know, like at night, you know. So, um, so yeah. So, so I, I, I hired my first business coach and she showed me like, you know, just how to set things up. And I, I've been money coaching now for uh, this a year and a half. It's been a year and a half now. And it's been, it's been the most amazing year and a half ever. Like, so I so I went from not knowing anything and relying on someone else who was making horrible mistakes to now I help women who are in that situation or just simply have never managed money before take control of their finances for the first time. I help I help women, I help entrepreneurs, I help couples and their success stories just it, it, it fills that little gap that I always ha I knew something was missing. You know, like in my life I always felt like like there was a, a puzzle piece that was missing. And, and I thought having kids would do it, you know, like having a house would do it, having a wonderful husband would do it, like, you know, the life I have now, but it's money coaching. Like once I started this, I realized like I finally feel fulfilled, you know, mm -hmm. so. You definitely so found the purpose. I think we both found our purpose yes. and we're really high hole about it. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, it led us to do this wonderful collaboration and yes together helping out our community um to get right with their money mm -hmm. and also let them know that we understand where they're coming from i mean yes. we may not know everything but mm -hmm. you know, at least we're very empathetic towards them right is that the word like mm -hmm. we're very understanding and we're mm -hmm. not at least me and you we don't judge <laughs> what's no I've heard that. I some of my clients will say to me after the first session or, or after the first like call, like I offer like a free call at first, you know, just to see if we're a good fit and you know, and, and for me to help them see how I can help them and what they can do on their own. And they say to me at the end of the call, like, I didn't feel judged. I hear that all the time. Like, you're so nice. I didn't feel judged. Or they'll say something to me and they'll be like, I know this was really like stupid that I did this, but and I'm like, what does it matter? Like, what does it matter what got you where you are now? What matters is that you decide at this moment, I'm changing the way that I feel about money, the way that I, I, that I, that I think about money and the way that I'm going to handle money in the future. Like that is a huge move and it takes courage, you know, exactly. it takes courage. And it, how could I ever possibly judge someone? You know, like yeah. I, I don't, you know, if anything, like, like I laugh with my clients, like we make jokes, like I keep things light and they get results, like, but judgment and things like that, that's why there's such there are such huge people in the financial and industry and, and, and in our niche that love to put people down. Like that's how they get business by be making them feel small. It's like, no, you can empower someone and lift them up 
and let them know the possibilities that could be in their life if they make small changes that add up to such a huge result. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely agree, especially here in the tax world, too. A lot of people like my professor did not even bother to tell me what type, you know, what kind of strategy I should be implementing in my situation. She just kind of looked up and down at me and said, it's like, you know, this is what you're getting or this is what you're owing. Just sign it off and move on. Like, mm -hmm. and it's sad because, yeah. yeah, it's like they say, like, you know, these professionals out there really don't care. And, and in fact, they just kind of see you as dollar size when you walk in and yeah. that's it. And, mm -hmm. you know, and obviously they can tell too, like, and I can tell that my preparer will be annoyed if I try to ask him or her any questions pertaining to my taxes. They'll be like, mm -hmm. very vague about it. Um, or just say, hey, just schedule another time because I have to work with another client. And I was like, what? Like, we're already paying you for your services. Do you not at least answer so much? Your questions. time is up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just sad. It's just like, wow. It's so, crazy. and to me, I hate that. If anything, just makes me, I don't know, it makes me not even want to care even more about like what's going on, which is not a good thing. Because I know if somebody just kind of throw it off, I feel a little discouraged. I'm not going to lie, I do feel a little discouraged. So me from the other side, knowing like, you know, these people already feel, you know, kind of low um, where they're at. Mm -hmm. I really do want to boost up their confidence again, empower them to make the right decisions so that they start making that change. I mean, just them alone coming to us for guidance is a start. So it's a huge start. It's a huge start because they could go to, to, to the H&R blocks and, the, and, and do the tax thing. But where are they going to get the education? Like, I can tell you when I was where I was, like, I sat down with my tax professional, which was H&R Block, and I didn't understand anything. And I didn't ask any questions. My question was, how much am I going to get? Do I owe? That was it. That was yeah. it. And then he'd be like, oh, does this look right to you? I checked my social security number. I checked my address. Yes, everything looks fine. Now, in the past few years, since I started managing my money, I go and I have a, I have a list of questions. Oh, and I, and at last, the last session I told you was the last session I'm ever going to have with him because you're doing it from now on. But I was like, and now that I'm an LLC also, and I'm, I have business questions and like, he made me feel like, and I, it literally three questions. It was like three questions, five minutes of my questions being answered. And he made me feel like, okay, you, you is, are you okay now? Like, is that, does you understand now? And I felt like saying, yeah, I still have like eight more now. <laughs> like I felt I like he couldn't wait to get this. me out. I will say this for anyone who's out there looking for, whether it's a tax professional or a money coach, please find somebody who's willing to work with you. Take the time to answer your questions because this is your money. This is your situation, you're coming to them for guidance and they're putting you down. That is a sign for you to find someone else who's willing to work with you. So just keep that in mind, guys, because if you want to start making changes, make changes with the right coach or the right professional who's willing to guide you and give you a helping hand no matter what situation you are in, because mm -hmm. they will be there for you for the long haul. I know Debbie and I, we are there for our clients for the long haul, no matter what. <laughs> Absolutely. Well said. What a great way to wrap it up. I'm like so excited. Episode one of Ladies Who Finance is in the records. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my God. Well, I do appreciate for those who are tuning into our very first episode. You guys are amazing. If you found this very insightful or helpful, please 
don't hesitate to share this with your friends and family and also on your social media. We definitely want to spread out the word about what we're doing because I feel like there's so many people that we want to help out, but obviously your voice is also helpful as well. So please spread the word to help us so that we can continue to help our community and, and just continue to empower them to make a new start, especially now that this has been the new year. Get get on board. You are, you are not too late to jump on it. If in anything, if you have any questions, concerns relating to money um, or even taxes, you know who to reach out to. So absolutely, um, reach out to us. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And any and any topics you want us to cover in the future, let us know as well. We have a whole list because we are like going to be on fire. But we'd love to hear your comments and your questions. Let us know if you want to like talk to us about hiring us or how we can help you. And we're here for you. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to our first episode. We're so excited and we can't wait to share the next one. And it'll be real soon. Yes. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye.